You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Getting your Wednesday going with a cup of Crimson Tide here on the Built by Bama online podcast. It is daybreak on this Wednesday. March the 4th, 2020, I'm Travis Ryer, Senior Analyst for BamaOnline.com, with you here on Daybreak, three times per week. We do these on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and a lot to get into this morning. You had a busy stretch, an active stretch of UA Sports Action over off Bryant Drive on Tuesday afternoon into the evening hours, specifically some Alabama baseball. You had some Alabama men's hoops. We're also going to talk some Alabama football a little bit later on in the podcast as well. We would be previewing some Alabama softball for you on this Wednesday morning. Unfortunately, anticipated weather issues for West Central Alabama today led to the cancellation of a scheduled matchup between Alcorn State and the Alabama softball team for today that decision was made on Tuesday and with that Alabama softball will now shift its focus entirely to this weekend's SEC opening series with 20th ranked Arkansas at Rhodes Stadium so you're going to have a first pitch on Friday night at the Rhodes house of 6 p.m. and with that you're going to have SEC softball play underway this weekend on the University of Alabama campus. First and foremost, we want to talk some Alabama men's basketball with you this morning. It was a disappointing Tuesday evening, to say the least. First and foremost, really, though, what we want to do is send our sympathies out to the uh, greater Nashville area following a just tragic overnight situation late Monday night into the early hours of Tuesday morning up there in Middle Tennessee. You had tornadic activity that resulted in multiple fatalities, as we know. Um, West Central Alabamians can certainly empathize with what the folks up there in the Nashville area are going through and what they will continue to go through in the coming days, weeks, and months. And I thought it was a really classy gesture on behalf of the University of Alabama to show its respects for those folks up there in Middle Tennessee prior to Tuesday night's tip-off between the Crimson Tide and Nashville's SEC representative, of course, that being the Vanderbilt Commodores. Now, if you're listening to this edition of Daybreak in hopes of getting some answers for exactly what happened in Vanderbilt's first SEC road win in almost exactly two years. That's what happened Tuesday night at Coleman Coliseum as Vandy leaves Tuscaloosa with an 87-79 victory over the Crimson Tide. Just Vandy's second SEC win overall of the 2019-2020 college basketball season. And look, we can talk about John Petty being out once again for this Alabama team. You know, Vanderbilt can counter that and say, look, we were without, we've been without Aaron Nesmith, Vandy's best player, who was averaging 23 points per game over the first 14 contests of the season before going out for the year. 
the remainder of the year, the remainder of the season with an injury. Nesmith's been out for 16 games now. Here's what I do know about Tuesday night. Vandy, Vandy is not... 1990 UNLV, okay? That's not what Vandy is. Vandy is not prolific when it comes to scoring the basketball, especially in SEC play. None of that, though, kept the Commodores from shooting in the neighborhood of 55%, both from three and also from the field overall. And look, you you give Jerry Stackhouse and his team a lot of credit. You know, you go on the road and you knock down 15 of 28 shots from three-point land, you're typically going to have a pretty good chance to win basketball games. Now, that's an amazing stat. When you consider earlier in conference play this season, this is the same Vandy team that went 0 for 25 in a conference game against Tennessee in Nashville. Didn't look like that Vanderbilt team on Tuesday night, did it? Saban Lee, simply outstanding for the Commodores. 20 first half points, follows that up with 18 more in the second half. Saban Lee with a career-high 38 points, 6 of 7 from 3, 14 of 20 from the field. Uh, And uh, Commodores just extremely efficient. And you got the sense, though, afterwards that Nate Oates wasn't willing to just write it off as, well, you know, Sometimes the other team just gets hot, and there's not a lot you can do about it. You got the sense with Nate Oates speaking directly to his team's overall effort that Nate isn't writing it off to a a team catching a heater, an opponent catching a heater, and you kind of just being an innocent bystander to it. Uh, He he didn't seem to to be buying that at all in his post-game comments, and so you talk about this Alabama team defensively and you understand, you know, Herbert Jones, easily Alabama's best defender, still playing with that wrist injury, doing everything he can, but it has to become more of a team thing, a team culture type of thing. And I think it will become that in time. You saw some flashes of it from some other Alabama players in the game Tuesday night, Jaden Shackelford, In the second half, he steps in, draws a charge. You're seeing stretches of it. But then you're seeing, and whereas, again, Nate Oates speaks about effort, there's also still some mental breakdowns that you just don't anticipate nearly 30 games into the season. You had a critical stretch there late in regulation Tuesday night. You know, you've got three, I believe it was Saban Lee. You cut him off there. Um you know, at the paint on the baseline, you got three guys there. Two guys leave him, and not just that, but leave the basket wide open. He makes an easy little shot, and, you know, it puts Alabama in a tough spot again. But even with all that, Alabama gets off to a decent enough start, still struggled a little bit to put the ball in the basket early in the game, but gets out to a 27-22 to lead there in the first half. But then from about that eight-minute mark, that under eight timeout there in the first half throughout the remainder of the game, it just seemed like Alabama was treading water. Alabama's up five at that point with eight to go in the first half, and immediately Vandy goes on a 20-8 run to close the half. And again, from that point forward, you know Alabama kind of chasing 
uh, Vandy for the remainder of the game. And then stretches again, not just in the first half, but closing out games in general. You had a stretch there of six-plus minutes late in the game where Alabama couldn't buy a bucket. Meanwhile, while Alabama's going one for its final 11 from the field Tuesday night, Vandy's going five of five from the field. And credit Kyra Lewis Jr. again, even Beetle Bolden on his senior night. You know, those two guys in the first half, Alabama scored 35 points. Beetle Bolden and Kyra Lewis combined for 30 of those. They went on to combine for 54 of Alabama's 79 points in the game. Shackelford got hot there in the second half. That was a much-needed boost from him. He wasn't great from three in the game, just two of nine, but he figured out a way to get to his 18 or so that he's been giving you on a pretty regular basis. But Kyra... This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. If not for the fact that he's on a sub-500 team in the league right now, I think you would probably be hearing more about him in terms of SEC Player of the Year race because he's been that good over the last three or four weeks. Goes for 30 on 10 of 20 shooting, 8 of 8 from the free throw line, 8 assists in the game Tuesday night. He has just one turnover in 39 minutes. Bolden plays 39 minutes on his senior night. Goes for 24 points. 7 of 12 from 3 for Beetle. So a bittersweet performance for Beetle Bolden in what we thought was going to be his final appearance in a one-year layover as a grad transfer in the Alabama program. But I guess if you could call it a silver lining, it's that you know this Alabama team may not be done playing home games this year at Coleman Coliseum. Could very well find itself hosting, perhaps, in the NIT. So Alabama now, when you look ahead to the SEC tournament following an 87-79 to loss to Vandy, looking pretty much like the 8 or 9 seed. And at that point, it doesn't really matter because that's what you were trying to avoid altogether. You were thinking going into Tuesday night, hey, look, we might still climb up to 6, maybe 7 at worst. Well, you're stuck now, it looks like, on that 8-9 line, which means – you're looking at, you know, if you win that 8-9 game, you're looking at Kentucky in the next round of the SEC tournament. And on Tuesday night, you had three teams go into SEC action with 8-8 eight and eight records. In Tennessee, you figured you were going to get some help with. You talk about a night that couldn't have gone more different than it did. You're Alabama. You're hosting 1-15 in the SEC Vanderbilt, thinking, well, we're going to get this W at home. At home, get to 9-8. and eight. Tennessee's got to go to Kentucky. Kentucky's playing as well as anybody in the country right now, any team in the country right now. Kentucky will take care of Tennessee. That'll put Alabama up on UT 
in the in those seedings for the SEC tournament. You knew that A&M on Wednesday night was going to have to go to Auburn. So you're thinking with Vanderbilt and Tuscaloosa, Tennessee and Lexington, and A&M at Auburn, you're thinking seven seed, baby. We, we got this. And no, that's not the way it played out at all. Instead, again, you're looking at uh, that very real possibility of UK if if you win that second round game there in the SEC tournament. Better news on the baseball front on Tuesday as the Alabama Crimson Tide extended that season opening win streak to 13 in a row courtesy of a 12-2 win over South Alabama. Tyler Gentry, another two-home run game. That's three for his career now. Two this year, two this season already for Tyler Gentry when you're talking about uh, multiple bomb performances. Alabama went into that game Tuesday with 48 extra base hits in its 12 previous games, added six more extra base hits to that total in the win over the Jaguars. Over one-third of Alabama's 148 base hits so far this season have gone for extra bases. Gentry on Tuesday had half of Alabama's RBI total in the win over USA, driving home six runs on his two bombs and also a run-scoring single. On the mound, you had five Alabama pitchers combined to four-hit USA. All of those singles in South Alabama scored two runs in the game, both of those unearned. Alabama pitchers struck out nine South Alabama batters and allowed just two walks to go along with that uh, that strikeout-to-walk ratio. You'll take that 9-2, to two, won't you? So what's next for this Alabama team? Well, an opportunity, hopefully, weather permitting, uh, to extend that win streak to 14 in a row. North Alabama at 3-9, and nine, scheduled to visit the Joe on Wednesday at 3 o'clock. You've got the Bisons of Lipscomb coming to town this weekend for three games. Uh, Lipscomb last weekend took two of three from Ohio State and will head to Tuscaloosa with an eight and four overall mark. And then a weekend after this, you're going to have the Missouri Tigers coming to Tuscaloosa to get SEC play underway. As we get out of here on this Wednesday morning, uh, Alabama did in fact on Tuesday, make those hirings, strength and conditioning hirings, sports science hirings of David Ballou and Matt Ray, previously of the University of Indiana, official. Interesting because these two guys also spent time down at IMG Academy in the Bradenton area. And, of course, we know there are multiple Alabama players with IMG backgrounds. Dylan Moses, certainly. Evan Neal. Certainly, you know, and Evan Neal, his sort of quest has been here over the last four or five years to really get that weight to a place where he can be, where he can maximize his potential as an offensive tackle. He's listed right now at 6'7", 360 pounds, but he was at least 400 pounds at one point. And he made his way to IMG following his freshman year of high school and kind of cross paths with Baloo and Ray. So there is some familiarity there between some players on this Alabama roster and the new guys, the new faces of Alabama strength and conditioning. And Evan Neal 
looking to continue that process of sort of a full body makeover in the last four or five years. And if he is, in fact, going to make that move out to right tackle from left guard, well, that will be a, an important part of the process because there's no question with Evan Neal, similar to Jedrick Wills before him, that power in the run game shouldn't be an issue. You saw that last year with Neal as a true freshman starting 13 games at left guard. Uh, but pass protection in today's football, whether you're a left tackle or a right tackle, you know, it used to be, well, your left tackle pretty much has to be your pass protector. Not anymore. Not with what passing games, passing offenses are asking its personnel to do in protection. You know, in trying to get four and five guys out into routes. You don't hide right tackles anymore. And so that's where it'll be interesting to see the kind of strides that Evan Neal continues to make as we get ready for the start of spring football practice at UA. It's a week from Friday. Crazy, right? It's going to get underway. Friday the 13th coming up here in less than two weeks' time. That's going to do it for a Wednesday edition of Daybreak here on the Built by Bama online podcast. Keep it locked at BamaOnline.com. We're going to continue to get you ready for a big Junior Day event coming up on the recruiting front in Tuscaloosa this weekend. We talked about it before. Another reason why you like having your new strength and conditioning and sports science people in place. You got the second of two Junior Day events coming up. Hank South, Tim Watts, those guys are going to have you prepared for that day, for Saturday as well, better than anyone out there can do it. Charlie Potter is working on some spring practice preview stuff. I'm doing some of that as well. You saw Charlie with the safeties piece on Tuesday. I helped out with the offensive tackles. So we're going to take care of you each and every day at BamaOnline.com. Travis Ryer, hoping you have a great rest of your Wednesday. Join us again when Daybreak returns on Friday. So long, everybody.